0: Really a race like that. That was awesome. This is the Team Blaney podcast. Welcome everyone back for another episode of the Team Blaney podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me, as always, is co-host Steve Mez. If it's your first time listening, this podcast is brought to you by Fans for Fans. Steve and I have been following the Blaney Racing family for two decades, and Team Blaney itself has been offering news, notes, and analysis to fans on social media since 2014. So go ahead and pull those belts tight and hang on as we throw the green flag on a recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Bank of America Roval 400 this past week at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Steve, welcome back for another episode of the podcast. Fresh off the somewhat calm and then chaotic race at the Roval. Um, I actually just got back in town a couple of hours ago. We've made a last-minute decision <laughs> to run up to Charlotte Um easy drive up from Florida. Weather was perfect. And uh, the race was, (laughs) it was an interesting one. It was a little bit, like I said, I said, calm and then obviously chaotic, but they've managed to pack all of that chaos into like the last uh, half hour, the last like three or four laps of this race. And um, I think it woke up the crowd. Hold on. And the crowd wasn't that bad. I was actually kind of surprised. I think there's more folks there than there were last year. Uh, but it definitely woke them up with uh, everything that ensued at the end of that race.
1: First, first bit of breaking news is you went to a race and there was no weather involved.
0: That's true. No, we rain. did not. We did not encounter rain until our drive no home today, and it rained for like about five minutes in South Carolina. But yeah, we we kind of chuckled that uh, that there was no no inclement weather at all. It was like pretty much picture perfect so managed to get a little bit of a sunburn, uh, in, in the chilly temperatures. There's
1: hope yet for you, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know what this weekend, there was a game plan. Um, and we're looking at strategies and the main strategy of the whole weekend was not win the race. The main strategy was get to the round of eight. Um, which is then, tough
0: as a fan like i was I'm talking to you like lamenting a little bit it's just like you could see the potential that they had that maybe they could have tried to go for a win um but they're and it sucks to be in the in the position to where you're, you're focused on points and your points racing but when you're in a cutoff race and you're not guaranteed a spot in the next round you're right you you have to focus on the big picture and maybe that means sacrificing a chance at a, at a win and maybe again it's, maybe it's tougher this year because there hasn't been a win Maybe that's what it is.
1: Hold my body armor. (laughs) That's all I have to say. That's now my motto. The scenario continues. The scenario lives. Uh, Hold my body armor.
0: I told you. I'm not going to buy into your winless championship scenario until... Uh, Ryan makes it to Phoenix in the championship four. then I'll uh, then I'll buy in
1: <laughs> I love on Twitter and I I, I don't r- recall all the different people but there have been people on Twitter in the last week or so that have, have have pointed this out you know they keep pointing it out and I'm like I've had this for five six seven weeks now I think I came up with the idea the thought it popped into my head that, that it was possible um, especially since early in the year we've got some stage wins and then the, and then you had that Uh, good enough finish in the standings to get those points and, and to reset the round every, you know, every round that he makes. And uh, right now they reset the round and he's only three points above or below the cut line. So it can all be done again. And, and the fact that, um, and we'll talk about this more during point situations, but the fact that uh, non-playoff drivers are winning races in the playoffs really helps the scenario continue too, because, nobody is automatically locking themselves into the next round and taking away that place. So right now you're down to eight and to get, you have to get to four, you have three weeks to do it. But if one or two guys that are outside that top uh, eight guys wins a race, it makes another possibility of pointing in, you know, and uh, then the scenario will continue.
0: So the Roval has been known for something unexpected happening It really didn't look like that was going to happen this year, like I said, until the last few laps. So Why don't we do it? Let's jump into our recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Bank of America Roval 400 at Charlotte Motor Speedway.
1: Um, Best news uh, that you sent to me early in the week last week was group Group B. B. (laughs) (laughs) and We all know group B means the faster group, and uh, pretty much practice went like that. Uh, Group B, and uh, I think it was like third fastest in group B, Uh, the 16 was the fastest in his, in his group. And it was fastest in both groups. Um, it was the 10th fastest overall in the combined time. So, uh, really not bad. Uh, they went out for the qualifying in that group B and was third fastest in the group B and he ran one lap, one lap, brought it in, sat it out. He was so much faster than a bunch of the other guys didn't matter. Um, the top three guys, he being one of them in his group were faster than the fastest guy in group a. So, you know, once again, group B, um, so they, they do, they come out for the, um, the top 10 come out to qualify for the pole. And once again, runs one lap, that's it, bring it in, run it, get it, get it over with, not going to go back out, not going to go risk, nothing, not going to put more laps on the tires and ended up P six. Um, and uh, twenty-two got the pole. Twenty-two put out a, a really good lap, and uh, you know, he, you know, he was on the same kind of agenda. So
0: you talk about the risk in qualifying, and we saw that happen with uh, the number one car of Ross Chastain. Uh, went out to to go for the pole there and smacks the wall and ends up having. They didn't have to go to a backup car, but they did have to go to the rear for unapproved adjustments mm-hmm. because of that. So tough, uh, yeah. tough for that team.
1: Yeah, um uh, Ryan uh in his uh pole qualifying lap uh says that he messed up turns 4 and 5. So he probably could have been another 10th or two better and who knows, that would have been another couple spots. But uh you know, we get to Sunday we got stages of 25-50, uh, 109, eight sets of tires, a fuel run is 38 to 41 laps. Uh pit stall number 22 which was open uh uh, in front of him and the 43 behind him and then like you said to the rear we had the one the six the 17 27 50 the 10 the 78 uh for different uh varying things um and uh we've got josh spotting and then mule um dave nichols is the secondary spotter uh they road courses they never can do it on just one spotter it's it's impossible um though i'm not exactly sure of the setup but i i, I think uh, mule had like uh Coming off the back stretch, turns three and four, the chicane to the front stretch, um, maybe even part of the front stretch. And then Josh did the restart zone um, and and then everything in that uh, inner loop area. So
0: now um, uh, Dave Nichols or Mule is not new to this gig. He's probably been the secondary spotter on a lot of road courses. And correct me if I'm wrong, but he's basically he's on the team. That's led with by Raymond Fox that helped right. fix the car at Daytona, correct?
1: Right, right. He is one of the, one of the mechanical guys. Um, uh, well, we'll let Dave know. Uh, we're, we've already been talking off the podcast. We'll probably get a hold of Dave here. We as the um we 're talking about doing a couple special like after the season type podcasts where we talk to some of the team members and uh, let you learn more about them and he 's definitely one guy we 'd like to talk to because he can do all these different things. Um, we see him doing a lot of tire type things, so i 'm not sure what kind of tire you know technician he is with the tires um, but um, he 's definitely does a lot of different things underneath that umbrella, including being able to, uh, to spot and, um, on the road courses, like you said, he's usually the next guy. They might have a third or a fourth guy, but he's usually, uh, Josh's first, first pick, um, to be his second spotter. So, uh, and a great job, uh, by both guys all day long. Um, and it's, uh, it's really cool. Uh, we, you know, getting to have met mule. Um, these guys uh, really do a great job working all week long and then, you know, your Sunday gig, uh, I, I, you know, we hope that the the mechanical guys don't have to do a lot of work <laughs> truthfully. And uh, this weekend they didn't, um, they, they thought they might have to at one or two points, but, uh, they did a pretty good job of uh, keeping it clean. Um, so we get to the start of the race, um, and, uh, Ryan gets himself up to, up to fifth. He clears the two car actually in that first lap with the 22 leading, um, lap five he tells him it could be a little little drive off left and right um he's about almost four seconds back of the lead um half a second back of the a car and for the most of the race it kind of gets spread out um not spread out to where you're way behind somebody but if you're within a second or so it ebbs and flows on the turns and so forth and unless somebody really slips up uh it, it was hard to pass for the most part um by lap 10 there's no changes in the top 10 at that point. It's real quiet on the radio. Um, the 99 and the eight are battling for third place with Ryan behind them. Just kind of like, you know, maybe something will happen and he'll pick up some scraps, you know. Um, at lap 12, Josh tells everyone uh, they've, they've run some pretty good laps there uh, until they get into you know, traffic at the eight ahead of them. Um, and the 16 at this point has moved up to six behind Ryan uh, taking advantage of others' mistakes. And they point something like that out because it didn't really come down to, um, my car was just so much better. Cause even when your car was so much better, it was really hard to find that passing point, you know, and, uh, smart racing, uh, you know, is on the day is more important because of the point situation. Um, don't wreck yourself trying to dive bomb underneath somebody, And then hurt something on the car and be, you know, and have to go fix it and be five laps down and be caught in a situation where, you know, you're hoping on points later. So Ryan was being really smart, I think, uh, most of the race, just to make sure that that type of thing didn't happen to him,
0: you know, one, the one thing that you did see too, you mentioned the fact that it was difficult to pass, or that, you know, Ryan's falling closely behind cautiously behind the eight and the 99 when they're battling, is that when somebody did finally make a move to pass somebody the car that was right behind them was right there to try to take advantage of it. Cause there's a good chance that if you were being passed that you might lose more than one spot unless they've got really, really strung out at this track.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, once or twice this happens on the TV broadcast. They don't mention it, but the timing of scoring, it you all know, got all wonky. Um, but, uh, at lap 15, he's still in fifth and, um, at, uh, they talk about who's going to do what. And Josh says the eight's probably going to flip the stage, meaning you're going to pit before the end of the stage um, lap 18. He's still about a half second back of the eight um, and about five seconds back of the leader. So didn't lose a lot of ground to the leader either in that first to tw- almost 20 laps. Um, at lap 23, some of the cars start to pit because we're getting near the end of the stage and uh, including the eight car. So Ryan gains one position there because the eight does come in and pit. Um, He's up to fourth, and um, the top eight cars at that point stayed out. So the 22, the 24, the 99, the 12, the 2, the 5, the 14, and 11 are the ones who stayed out. So um, kind of a tricky situation because if you pit, um, you might not have gotten a stage point at this point. So staying out was was the move they were going to make to begin with. Um, they were definitely racing the race to, you know, to get those many points right off the bat. So that at the end of the race and, and which we saw it played out this way, the end of the race, it really didn't matter where they finished. They had enough of a buffer and you let other people make their mistakes and, and blow up and, and so forth. And that, that ends up happening too. Um, so the 22 wins the stage, Ryan, uh, finishes fourth, um, Austin finishes fifth, you know, so all the Penske cars, top five right there. And all on that same type of idea or strategy. Um, Brian's talking about getting more drive off rear grip. Um, Miles talks about an air pressure adjustment to do that. Uh, Four tires fuel going on the jack.
0: So uh, you mentioned it a little bit strategy-wise, and I just want to talk it through just because, and you helped me talk it through earlier when I was, mm-hmm. I was lamenting a little bit about the way strategy played out in this race and having to focus more on the big picture instead of the win. Um, so the eight car out of all those top cars did pit and did still finish ninth in the stage and picked up two mm-hmm. stage points. Um, mm-hmm. So it did show that if you were in the top 10, you could pit and still pick up a stage point or two. I think if Ryan would have pitted, he would have picked up one. stage point it would have set him up really well for actually for the rest of the race as far as maybe challenging for a win but instead they 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 go back up there and he finishes like you said fifth or so so picks up those those points that gets him a little bit more solidly into it so i saw a lot of you know ryan fans that are maybe a little bit frustrated just because they did see the eight pit and still get a couple of points Mm -hmm. um and just knowing and then what ensues here the fact that they're going to get buried into the back of the pack here for pretty much almost the majority of the rest of this race. So um, as a fan, it's sad seeing Ryan and honestly the rest of the Penske team pretty much run in the back of most of the rest of the race, Mm -hmm. but you just have to keep reminding yourself that there's, this this is a cutoff race in the cup series playoffs and maybe Mm -hmm. getting to the next round Trump's getting a victory, even though he still hasn't gotten that win yet this year.
1: Yeah, this, uh, yeah, this is definitely not, yeah, you want to see them contend and win. Yes. I mean, the next three weeks, same thing. You want to see them contend and win, but you got to look at where you're at and who you're around and then what you can do with what you, what you have. And this weekend, the agenda was just to get to the round of eight. Um, like I said, the playoff, uh, the points uh, reset at the end of the rounds too. So the only thing that you really could do within the race itself is win a stage and get that one more point. And he's already done that twice in this round. He's gotten a couple extra bonus points. So, um, but yeah, they, they, were, they weren't thinking about, you know, let's flip it. And let's get to this point or that point. Now, most of, most of what they were doing and, and you could tell it was something they already already had uh, as a game plan ahead of time, you know, that, uh, I mean, they may have talked on the radio once or twice about trying to do something, but, um, looking at what the other cars were doing around them was part of the, part of the idea too. And it uh, did a pretty good job here. Like I said, the, the, the pit stop was really, really good. Um, they come in fourth uh, and of the cars that pitted with him, uh, the 22 is the only car that beat him off pit road.
0: Yes. Yeah, really, really good sequence there. So um, they gained
1: a couple spots just on the pit stop um, restart 28 there with the eight of course was the leading car of all the cars that pitted to begin with um so we restart lap 30 um and uh the (laughs) so here's the part that's bad is the restart kind of gets bobbled in front of him here and his line gets jacked up and he ends up like 29th um but he gains like three or four spots within the lap itself gets up to 26 by the end of the lap um lap 31 uh You know, they tell him the 22, the 99, 24, who are all in front of him are all in the same strategy. So he's racing with guys who are in the playoffs, who are on the same strategy he is. So once again, here's part of what you got to look at. Not only you and where you're at in the points, but where are everybody else um, who you're racing for points with at also. So there they are. There's three guys in the playoffs that he's already outpointed coming into the day and he's racing with them so they're not way far ahead of him they're not gaining positions on him they're not going to move him down the board as the day goes on um 16 is leading at that point too which is a non-playoff guy winning a race would be awesome also um at um lap 35 there's only been three leaders so far the 22 the 8 the 16 uh and ryan says nobody can pass anybody you know it's just once, like I said, and, and, and I think people are racing themselves cautiously too, because you could probably go up and try to outbreak somebody, yep. but, but you risk breaking your car you know, and ruining your day.
0: What you didn't uh, see a lot of was like attempts at bumps, like a bump and run, which you would see at road courses a lot. There's several times in, you know, throughout this stage and in the last stage where Ryan could get right up behind somebody. And then that's about it. It would just stall out. And that's kind of what they've been complaining about pretty much all year long on road courses, in short tracks is that they can get up to somebody and they can't pass them. And it's just such a weird year. The fact that that's what they used to say at mile and a half tracks. And now they're saying that on road courses. So I'm hoping, I don't know what they can do. I know they went and tested at Martinsville and people aren't really too optimistic that that solved anything for Martinsville, but I hope they have a great meeting of the minds over the winter And it again, it it stinks that they might have to do something, something to like manipulate the arrow again, like they had to do with all the other old cars. Mm -hmm. Um, But just to try to bring these guys back together, at least give them the opportunity to pass. I I don't I'm not mechanical enough to understand what the the solution for that would be, but I'm hoping there's enough smart people because the series, the reason they have so many road courses and the reason that they've been trying to, you know, they want to tear down California to build a short track was because that was the exciting racing and with the next gen car it's kind of flip-flopped and um, obviously the goal is to have exciting racing everywhere but it was a little bit disappointing to you know to, to be at this race and kind of just see the conga line for you know lap after lap after lap and then mm-hmm. hey maybe somebody spins out in the chicane and that was that you know got me through the day but i um, like to see a little bit more exciting racing for the reason why they added so many of these and went to the Roval concept in the first place.
1: Yeah, now they um at lap 40 are talking about the strategy at, at the end of the stage here. Uh Miles is telling him everyone we're racing for points is right around us. So we're gonna kind of do what they do to you know to some extent. And um, and they know that certain cars are gonna be pitting in front of them too. So they know they're gonna gain some of the position back that they lost, um, hopefully to get some stage points. Um, 25 seconds here is what they tell them. They says if you're within 25 seconds of the of the um those pitting um, they won't pass you. So let's say at this point, he might be running, um, at 20, see here, 23rd, at, uh, at lap 45, he's running 23rd. Um, if 10 guys in front of him are more than 25 seconds away from him, you know, they're going to, they're going to pit and they're going to get out in front of him still. So, you know, it, it's that's another thing you have to look at how the stage got spread out as as the stage went along so uh, sure enough at lap 45 the cars start pitting this uh, he passes the seven car and he's 32 seconds back of the 16 so pinning at this point would do him no good to gain any position on anybody um so what they try to look to do at the next couple laps is see how many guys in front of him are going to pit And hopefully he'll gain his track position back and maybe get a stage point or two. And they, they tell him, um, they're thinking he should get up to seventh or eighth. Um, and at that point at lap 47, he's up to 13th. So lap 48 passes the the 24. He's up uh, up to 10th and the one is leading. And at lap 49, he passes the nine car. And what's interesting about this is the nine car is one of the cars that pitted was on fresher tires. And Ryan passed him before the end of the stage to get to ninth. Um, and, uh, so the fifth at lap 50, the one wins the stage, Ryan finishes ninth. He gets a stage point. They thought it'd be another position too, because a couple cars stayed out who they didn't expect to stay out and clean the 21 car, which I don't know where the team orders were on that, but they should have told the 21 to come in a bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, the one, uh, interesting thing here, when we're talking about how important these strategies are for these guys that are still trying to lock them into, into the next round of the playoffs if the one car just tries to flip this stage instead of staying out and winning this stage and getting those 10 points, uh, could have really impacted what happens at the end of this race for him.
1: Yeah. You know, with everything they had that was going wrong, going into the weekend and, you know, with the problems on Saturday and having to start the rear on, on Sunday, um, winning a stage was huge. And, and like you just said, what ends up happening to his car in the next third, the third stage, that 10 points was important. So, and Ryan, you know, he's got, two, he gets, uh, what is it? Six points in the first stage, another two points here in this stage. Um, that's really awesome. Cause he started the uh, day, 32 points above the cut line and the at different points in times. Now the third stage on TV, they show you that running total. And it changes and fluctuates because of where they're running versus the other guys. But Ryan has basically got about a 25 it, it goes between like twenty three and twenty seven or twenty eight, but about a twenty five point lead on the cut line the rest of the race, no matter where he runs. So our mission was accomplished and what they needed to do. And then all they basically needed to do at that point was not have an issue that put him out of the race. Um, Ryan sells him at the break here that he feels like he's really fast, just can't go anywhere. Um, you know they Ryan him and, and miles discuss some strategy here, they're pitting for four tires, they're going on the jack. Um, they're 32nd after the pitting, but, uh tr- tr- Ryan. Oh, okay. Josh starts talking about where he is at this point. He's 34 points above the cut line. <laughs> right. At that point, you know, with the restart lap 50, 55, there, even number starting position on the outside. And I always thought that was kind of position to, important too, because the outside line, as long as somebody on the inside line doesn't, doesn't knock into you, you, you you stand a better chance of getting some positions on the guys on the inside. Um, and, uh, he's behind the, t- it's really cool. He's behind the 22, the two and the 21 on this restart. So all four of them are like almost lined up. Um, and coming through the chicane at this point, he does have some issues with the front side chicane with the 27 car and hits him at the right front, uh, part of the bumper there. And, uh, he's in 31st at that point and he's wondering if he has some damage, but they look it over and they, they get back to him and tell him that uh, they looked at some pictures, no damage. Yeah. Um, Honestly,
0: a very scary point in this race. I, uh, when I was tweeting um, the team Blaney account early on, I tweeted a photo of the chicane because our seats were directly in front of it. mm -hmm. And I I will tell you, I was nervous when that happened because that impact was loud. It was very loud. I thought I was going to see Ryan going across the start finish line with, smoke pouring out of the front or something i thought maybe the i thought the radiator might be toast but um they talk about the next gen cars being extremely rigid and uh mm-hmm. this i don't want to say it It uh, based on things we found out i don't want to say it paid off but i think it, it helped in this case because i thought for sure i mean you could just see the way that he smacked into that that 27 car was disturbing and thankfully they're able to live to fight on
1: yeah the, uh, the lap um 61 there as miles tells uh, josh they looked at there the pictures they don't see no damage that they also warn ryan that 99 cars having issues at this point something's overheating in the car they're not sure and um so at lap 63 he passes the 99 and ryan is up to 28th with the eight car leading plus 24 to the cut line so running back in 28th and he's still 24 points above the cut line so that's pretty good um at lap 65, the two, the 22, the 12 are all running next to each other. Uh, if he passes the 22 lap. i later gets 27th passes the seven car to get 26 passes the 42 car to get to 25th. That's all in about three or four laps. Um, and at lap seventy one, Josh is asking miles when they're going to pit here because the window starting to open and, uh, they're trying to figure out how, you know, if they want to go earlier or not. Um, and, uh, you know, lap a new R- Miles asks Ryan what kind of changes he might be able to do. And if it's a green flag stop, they're not really going to be able to do much more than air pressure. Um, Ryan's up to 21st position at that point. Um, and some of the cars are pitting now. So by lap 74, he's up to 15th uh, and they're running long. So uh, the next lap, they do go ahead and pit and pretty much cycles back to where they were before the cycle started. Um, and the 34 actually took the lead at that point, but then the nine took over, um, past the 34, Ryan's up to 26th and lap, uh, 79, the nine's leading and Ryan is 26 points above the cut line. So once again, it just, you know, it, it doesn't seem like much because you're not passing a lot of cars and, but you've, you know, accomplishing the goal of, of the weekend. Um, and they tell him that the one car is having some sort of issue now too. Um, So at lap 82 up to 24th uh, passes the 10 in the next lap.
0: Uh, This is when it finally got exciting because Ryan was one of the few cars actually passing people on the track. And I, and again, talking about how it was, it was difficult watching him run in the back all day, Um, possibly even more difficult now because it just seemed to me like, man, he, he might have something in this car. And I'm like, just, he just mm. had the track position. Yeah. Um, maybe something could happen. So at this point, I'm really hoping that there's some sort of a caution. Something gets bunched back up. Maybe strategies mix. I don't know. I you just know, wanted something to happen.
1: The, the only thing that's bad about it is that um, how do I put it? It's clean air too. It's one of those things like where the guy will tell you it's, I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, he's clicking off great lap times because, He's 15 seconds behind the nearest guy, you know, so he's got clean air. And then once you get up to somebody, you know, it, it it became hard to get to him, but you're right. He did pass a car or two during this. Um, they tell him that the one is having some sort of tow link issue at this point, Roger comes on and, uh, he does pop in once in a while. And, uh, he uh, likes to tell him that he's 28 points above the cut line. So Ryan, uh, you know, Ryan's getting a reminder from the boss on where we are, which is kind of a cool thing right in the middle of the race there. Um, and lap 86, uh, so he's up at 22nd, but the 43 is coming with new tires. One car goes to the garage. Um, and lap 89, he's 23rd and 29 points above the cut line. Because once again, some of these other cars, that are having the issues are, you know, he's gaining positions on them. Um, at lap 91, he passes the 11 on the, and it gets up to 22nd for the next eight or eight or 10 laps. There's almost no radio communication. You know, like I said, we're running in space basically. So there's really not much to say. Um, at lap 98, the five car hits a wall <laughs> and broke his toe link. Um, Ryan's up to 21st here, 31 points above the cut line now. Um, and he asks, uh, you know, if they hit the wall in seven and eight, I think that's he thinks that's a bad spot there. Um, lap 103 is the caution for the debris in turn six. Um, some people said it was cardboard. I, to me, it looked like a metallic, a metal piece of sheet metal kind of sign, but you could see where it got knocked off the wall. Um, one report says it got knocked off the wall earlier in the race and yep. then he put it, put it back over there. And then somehow it, found his way back onto the track the tv guy now you were at the race but the tv guy says oh well it's not in the racing line so they might not call a caution And yeah. then three seconds later they call the caution so
0: it's it wasn't in the racing line if they continued to run single file like they did most of the race but if somebody was trying to make a pass it would be in yeah. the racing line i'd also mention i think the five car it would have been after they fixed their so they had to, they had to stop on pit road and they fixed their toe link and got back out
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: they they were trying to say on their radio that it was already cleaned up before the caution came in, even came out and that's not that's not true cuz yeah. the, they had the sign in the middle of the the track on the on the the giant screen there at Charlotte right when the caution came out now i can tell you you know everybody not everybody you know majority of the the fans there cheered when chase took the lead uh, earlier in that stage i will say i feel like I was surprised when the caution came out, there was a loud roar. And I thought it would be more of a loud groan from nine fans, you know, being upset that, you know, basically, you know, it was going to be tough for him to win this race Uh, and survive a restart Mm -hmm. with the 20 up there and a a variety of other people that, you know, were desperate to get, to get wins. Mm -hmm. Um, I stood up and cheered just because it was finally, (laughs) finally something interesting was going to happen. It was almost like what we were waiting for all day long, was, you know, is the Roval going to live up to, you know, its, it's chaotic, you know, mm-hmm. name that it, that's it's made for itself in the past. And it was just finally, finally. And, I, and also part of it was the fact that, you know, I've been watching Ryan pick off a car here and there, and I thought he was fast enough to maybe make something happen too, if he gets a good opportunity on this next restart. So I could tell you a very loud roar from the fans when that caution finally came out. So however that sign happened to get in the middle of the track, I don't care if somebody kicked it out in the middle of the track. Thank you. Because it just made, it made things a little bit more fun, but going forward, there's, there's going to be a lot of differing opinions on, on the tactics that were used by drivers, uh, all the way up until the checkered flag.
1: Yeah. What was the, what was the movie with the, was it a gladiator movie with Russell Crowe where he goes, are you not entertained? You know, that's, that's where, that's what's about to happen. And, uh, you know, that's why people get all pumped up. Um, miles, uh, was thinking to go ahead and come get tires. Uh, there were only four cars on the lead lap behind him. Um, and, uh, they kind of discussed like, unless you can get to the front row, like uh, you are looking, everybody in front of you decides to pit and you want to stay out then just, you know, so they just tell them to come in. Uh, Roger comes on at this point, just tells everybody stay out of the wrecks. <laughs> Roger's like, just stay out of the wrecks, you know? So they, they pit, they come out 24th, uh, the restarts at lap 106, um, Josh tells them, be smart, uh, survive all the, the, the laps here, you know, they finish the race. They're fine. And that's all they're really worried about at this point. Um, and I have mayhem written down here on this restart. And this is the first one. There's going to be another one after this, but this this is the first one. And, you know, this guy punts, the, let's say I got the four punting, the 16, then yep. the nine gets moved backwards somehow during this. And then the eight punts, the nine. And, um, once again, the in-car audio is just so much fun to listen to go, go, low, go, low, go, high, go, 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 hi hi. Okay. go go middle, middle, middle. I mean, all the different things that, that Josh has to tell him just to navigate through all those things that were happening. And, um, then we get to go ahead and get a caution in there. Um, and Ryan comes on and he's he just laughs. He's just laughing. He's like, <laughs> you know, like, Oh boy. Um, complete insanity and you're yeah. right
0: so it's like this restart starts with it is very similar to what the 16 did the day before racing ty gibbs and he, obviously he went on to to pick up the win as fourth in the row in the xfinity series he races door to door with the nine he's able to kind of he didn't use up the nine but he pushed the nine basically to his limits to where he slips back so I'm like, Oh, okay. I could deal with it. I'm not, you know, like a AJ super fan or anything, but I think it's cool. If, you know, a team like college racing from Ohio um, could pick up another, another road course victory. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then the four comes along and just drives through the 16. And then the eight comes along and just drives through the nine. And uh, from there, I, the caution is, it wasn't even for one of those two, right? Was it, I don't know if it's, it's the 38 or somebody in this somebody one. The, and the, then,
1: and then they discover the 48
0: that the, spins too, at some point. And
1: then they discover one of the turtles on. The, oh, that's right. The turtle on, is ripped out and they have to fix that. Um, so they red flag it actually. Uh, we got the four car leading and the 20 is in second. So now all of a sudden the 20 is popped up into the middle of everything. Like, Oh, guess what? The one guy who needs to win the race has a chance to win the race. So, you know, what's about to happen on the next yeah. restart. And like um,
0: Ryan, the 20 20- came down and got four fresh tires yes ahead of that caution too. Right. so you were talking about if there is a chance to you know uh, for somebody to be able to race their way up there and they could take advantage of those tires and honestly it comes into play
1: mm-hmm. now um, Josh and Ryan discuss uh, the playoff points uh, and where Cindric is to the cut line at this point. Um, and Cindric's actually in decent shape as long as the 20 doesn't win. Uh, he would have probably been able to point his way, uh, except for what he does on this final restart. <laughs> um, but the top 10 at this point of the four, the 20, the eight, the 16 to 31, the 18, the 17, the 41, the three and the six. Um, and Ryan is actually 33 points above the cut line, whether sitting there on the backstretch, um, uh,
0: and uh was he up Ryan to like 12th or 15th he's like between 12th and 15th at, too
1: right? i got him 14th at this point but yeah. i think for the when they get to the restart he's actually 12th okay so i think one or two cars come in and so
0: compared to where you've been running all day yeah. i mean this was looking like good i mean i'm like if they can get out of here with the top 15 finish in in this chaos that's about to happen like good day tons so, of points and yeah, move on the, to the next round
1: the two Okay. So they tell Ryan, the two needs two spots at this point, if the 20 wins. So he was actually, the two was actually in the transfer position until this restart. Um, Ryan tells him I'm protect the middle here. Uh, the 34 gets sent, sent, uh the 34 got up there and it's like, this restart just got crazy and it happened four to five rows behind Ryan. Somebody decided, Oh, I'm just going to see if I can punt everybody and then drive through them. Yep. And it, it punted the guy in front of him in front of him in front of him into Ryan. I think Ryan even hit whoever was in front of him and spun him around. And it just just got to be totally nuts. And then the worst part is they don't call a caution because everybody drove away.
0: Yeah they all sat there for a little while and Ryan was one of the last cars to actually pull out of the melee. Yeah, yeah. And I was and like, just, uh, I was like, Oh, well, and then I just turned my attention to what was happening. Cause I knew, you yeah. know, going into that restart, he was at a 30 plus points to the good. I was like, he has plenty of points as long mm-hmm. as he just puts around and, and finishes yeah. the race off. The race but off, I was sad. So. Cause there goes that top chance of the top 10. There goes the top yeah. 15.
1: Um, it's at like 26th at that point when everybody pulls away, uh, the two car though gets to the back chicane. And spins it out. And you find out, like watching the replay after the race, he did it on his own. Nobody punted him. And he was in position point wise at that point where he had gained a position or two that he needed. And even if the 20 would have won, you know.
0: See, now in his interviews, I don't think he thinks that he spun on his own. So, uh,
1: well, that's what I yeah. heard. I heard uh, it first that he was watching the replay and he's like, well, yeah, so and so. And then he went, no. And then they showed another angle and he was like, well, so and so. And then he went, oh okay, well maybe I messed up. Yeah. So they showed him the replays and then he went, oh, I guess I messed up. So yeah, he did not, uh, you know, now there's a great, um, the 20 does win the race. Let's get to that first. Uh, so the 20 puts himself in
0: how about that must win situation. And how, <laughs> how often does that ever actually happen? And here you yeah, go. They made it is. happen.
1: Yeah. And then the bigger story is the 14 car. Cause he ends up being the one to outpoint the five car at the end of the race. By gaining positions in the last two laps, he dove bomb into the back chicane under braking. And the same thing Cindric was trying to do, and Cindric did not execute, he actually executed it. And if you watch it, the move was really good. He went yep. in there under braking, broke really hard, did not spin the car out, gained two or three spots on guys, and, and gained the positions he needed. Now, also in that replay, the 41 car was in the high lane and he brake checked everybody. He
0: just, <laughs> he just dropped anchor. The, it's almost kind of comical what happens there. And uh, yeah. now, so obviously they're, they're NASCAR. I don't even know that they need to do this, but they're investigating.
1: Investigating, investigating. See what happened But it's not going to
0: change the top eight and yada, yada, yada. You know, the one interesting thing that I heard today on you know our drive back, we're always listening to the NASCAR channel. Um, And I didn't do more. You could correct me, but I didn't do that much more research on this. Apparently, they're saying that at at the point of the restart, the 14 and the five were tied Mm. points wise and the 14 had the already would have had the tiebreaker with best finishes in the round. So it's like, actually, he didn't necessarily even need, need to right. do what he did just but he case. needed to do it just in case
1: just in case because you don't know yeah, yeah who else would have bobbled in front of you and caused you to lose a position or two so you need to gain you need to think bonsai gain as many spots i like can just in case so um good job by him uh the cars that get knocked out are the five the two the 99 with their their mechanical issue on the day and we already knew the 48 was going to miss miss the next round um, so
0: um, tell you what the 99, I bet he is, uh, this is the second time he's lost power steering on a road course. Mm-hmm. So, and obviously it comes at the worst possible moment because he came into this race, I think plus 12 or plus 14 to the cutoff line. So, and seemed like he was setting up for a really good. Uh, spot to advance yeah and man that has to be heartbreaking i mean we've seen ryan lose power steering on a road course before too and we know that that's not an easy thing the five i mean i think that's huge for the playoff field to have the defending though i mean larson hasn't been dominating this year like he has in years past but they're one of those teams that is so solid and usually consistent i mean it's it's a big deal to not have the five into this round of eight and then you have a guy like, you know, Chase Briscoe, he was probably on everybody's list to go out in the first round of the playoffs. And here he is, you know, with a shot at, at making it to, to Phoenix, if they have a, I mean, he was, I think finished the best of like most of the playoff guys, the last three straight top tens, I think in this round. So impressive yeah. so, stuff from the driver of the 14.
1: Yeah. Think about it. The, the, uh, 14 was 12 points under the cut line going into the weekend. Um, uh, the 20 car was 45 points on the cut line. So they needed to win. They did win. Um, the 14 gains the points he needs and the cars that get knocked out. Well, the 99 car was the first car on the other side of the cut line. So he was 12 points above. So you found enough positions to pass him and the five car was 18 points above the cut line going into the weekend. And, um, wow. You know, to have the defending champ out, before you get to the round of eight is pretty amazing. You figure the round of eight to round of four, anything can happen, but, and the round of 12 and you lost him a guy who, you know, uh, they won, just didn't won. have
0: a good race. I mean, he, well, he won the race last year. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been good at this track, but you know, he made a mistake and hit the wall, but I'm not sure. Did he even, I don't even know that he got any stage points. They must've not tried to race it that way. So when you're talking about strategies even though, again, it's like the fifth time I've said it, really unfortunate just to watch Ryan run around the back all day. Uh, But he was able to get points in both of those stages, and that's what moves him into the next round. Because by the end of the race, what, he ended up only plus nine it was something like that
1: something like that um and he
0: was there were points in this race where he was plus 33 plus Mm -hmm. 32 i mean he went into the race i think plus 32 so right i mean those stage points ended up actually being pretty valuable if things got even more crazy so
1: kept it from being hairy at the end you know so you know onward and upward you know let's look at that let's look at the new playoff board you know that's what i'm saying
0: so this is going to be the first time. And you mentioned it at the top of the show that Ryan's going to enter around in the negative. But, the negative, but but the points are so tight that it's again, stage one this week at this Las week Vegas could change, change everything,
1: everything. So, um, thanks again to my wife, uh, for, I mean, she quickly did the board this week. Uh, within 10, 15 minutes, as soon as we saw a posting of where the points were when they realigned the points. Yeah, um, and let's
0: hope that there aren't any penalties this week that mess with points. We, I feel <laughs> like like almost like three straight weeks we've had, to, we've had to to mess with our playoff board after we've already recorded.
1: Yeah, so um, we get, um, of course, at 40, 46 is going to be the nine-car He's 31 points above the cut line. So he's, once again, when you restart, re-rack them, you start off with any of the points, bonus points they had from the regular season um, and any stages or races they've won. So he actually, you know, he gets that five extra points that he had for uh, Talladega. So the 22 car is at 40, 26. He is 11 points above the cut line now. Um, Pretty solid round for him. The one car survives the day. And he is at forty twenty one plus six, and here's the interesting one: uh, the twenty car with forty eighteen now at plus three. So, by winning the race, he gave himself five bonus points. Um, if he wanted to win the race, he wouldn't be in this listing at all, and Ryan would be maybe be one of the guys on the other side of the cut line. <laughs> um, so then we get to the other side of the cut line here, and it's the twenty four and the and the twelve both at forty fifteen uh, minus three from the cut line. The 11 car as at 40, 13, he is five points below that cut line. And the 14 car with 4,009 points is nine points below that cut line. So, um, like we've seen in the first two rounds, uh, the nine car is not safe by any means, even though 31 points is a good amount of points. The one thing the nine car could do if he's smart about it, the next two races is try to win a bunch of stages and get to the, get to Martinsville without, you know, be the guy at Martinsville who's pointed himself in, you know, win. Yes, of course you want to win, but point yourself in for sure. If you can. And, uh, cause you know, what was it? The round of 16. Wasn't that what bell had actually done? Correct. Going into the third race. Yes. He, was, he, he had pointed himself in. Yep. So, um, he, I got, think he
0: gained the most points of anybody. And that's when mm-hmm. people are like, maybe the 20 is a championship contender. Yeah. Then he comes into this round and just has awful luck or awful well, races until yeah. he had to go and win this thing. Uh, one uh, interesting thing that I'm looking at when I'm looking at the the full points breakdown mm-hmm. uh, for the playoffs here is the fact that we, people wonder and are amazed by the fact that Ryan has kept surviving all the way through without winning a race. He says with the two stage wins he picked up in this round, seven stage victories on the year, and he's tied with Truex, who's out of the playoffs for the most stage wins. Mm-hmm. All year long so far. Now the a bunch of guys ahead of him, including Elliot Logano, Chast- and Chastain, have six, so they're hanging around there. Mm-hmm. But the more stage wins Ryan can keep racking up, the better it is because those points keep tacking on. Yeah. And honestly, well, if he didn't have those two stages, he'd probably be seventh or so in points right now, or eighth to points. So
1: yeah, they're they're valuable when you reset for the next round. Uh now, I mean, now it doesn't matter because there's no reset. After this round, this round is be one of the four guys yep. who beats the other four guys. You know, when you want to look at it and break it down, um, you know, the 14, do you see the 14 having the speed all year long that, uh, to be one of the four guys at the end, probably not. Can he luck into something? Sure. Anybody at this point can luck into it.
0: And if he gets to Phoenix, remember who won the race at Phoenix earlier this year, <laughs> Is the 14 car chase briscoe yeah, so, so that that makes you a little bit nervous Nervous, um, yeah
1: let's keep him out of it you know
0: now we talked about um, ryan points racing a lot in the lot in this stage mm-hmm. or in this this section round, of the of yeah. the round of the playoffs mm-hmm. to, to you i don't want to say it's unfortunate but i feel like that's what we're going to be doing again for three more races so that win is still might be elusive here
1: well what's interesting now is you get into a point where um the there are guys who are outside of the playoffs who have more speed than some of the guys in in the playoffs. The eight car could win the next two weeks, and more importantly, and this is the one that uh, people really should watch carefully in the next three weeks, and that's the five car. The five car is still running for the owners points championship. He did not make the drivers round of eight, but he did make the round of eight for the owners points championship. So they still have a lot to race for. The owner's points championship is actually where the money is paid out. So, um, he's coming to two tracks, especially Homestead where he could win a race. And if you're going to get some of these non-playoff guys winning the races within the round, you're taking away that automatic bid. And all of a sudden where you finish in those races, whether you get stage points and where you finish become extremely important and that, also help the scenario to continue
0: yeah i am just, just hold, it's hold my happen. body armor. yeah <laughs> hold my body armor baby
1: hold I just my don't, uh, body armor i know you, uh, nobody everybody wants to win I, yeah. i t te- i'm teasing a kid with this every week um we want to see a victory every week and then i guarantee you that's what they're trying to do every week um in the next three weeks that's what everybody wants to do all eight of these guys are going to try to win every week of the next three weeks, but their their last year scenario going into the into the uh, round of eight, um, doing pretty decent. Had a lot of points um, from the three victories. Reset the rounds. Was at the top part of the of the board. And uh, what was it? Was it Kansas where he got knocked out of the race by what was it Austin Dillon or something like that?
0: Uh, it was a five. Was I it think,
1: the five car was it, well, no, maybe three?
0: Dylan. No, five, yeah, I five was, at, at uh Kansas, but Dylan does crash him at one of the other races, too. yeah.
1: So, you know, that's where the where I'm really scared more than anything else in the next three weeks is not how they're going to run. I have the supreme confidence in, in Ryan's ability to drive, I have extreme confidence in the team, uh, at Jonathan can in getting the cars ready to go. And uh, Raymond and his guys putting that car together and making sure it's fast as possible. I'm sure they're not going to mess with the camber as much as some of the other teams. That's another thing. Watch one of these guys mess with the camber too much in the next week or two and blow a race totally out of the water by blowing a, blowing a tire and, and, and something bad like that happening and not being able to recover from it. But also in the next three weeks, watch when something bad does happen, the adversity. If there's one team that I'm confident in coming back from any kind of adversity. It's the 12 team it's Ryan and the 12 team this year over and over and over again, they've proven that that's what they do. Something happens, something goes wrong. There's an accident. They fix it. They get it back out there. They have a pit problem. They get back out there. They get their positions back. They get the track position back speeding on pit road. Doesn't matter. We get back to the lead somehow. These next three weeks are going to be great to show off that. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what championship caliber teams do. And they've shown that all season. So, yeah, definitely want a victory. Yes, but you know, we can get to Phoenix any way you can get to Phoenix. And if you get to Phoenix without winning a race and then, you know, Kyle Larson wants to win the owners, uh, the, uh, the owner's championship while Ryan wins the, the, the driver's championship, I'd be happy with that too. Hey, you know what? And a lot of people who've been coming up with this scenario on Twitter. And and, and like I said, I said it like a month ago, um, (laughs) It would be befitting of this season because this season has been nothing but chaos, and to come down to the end of the year and have that kind of chaos happen on, uh, at Phoenix would be
0: just super. So I have some good news in the fact that we are heading out uh, to the West Coast to Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the South 0. 400 this Sunday, October sixteenth. You can catch the race at two thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Again, all the races through the championship race are going to be on NBC and on the radio with PRN Sirius XM nascar radio i said it's good news that we're heading to las vegas because much like texas las vegas is one of ryan's best tracks statistically it has 12 starts at this mile and a half track five top fives eight top tens an average finish of 11.1 and one dnf at the track and that dnf actually did happen earlier this year uh, when they were involved in an accident and finished 36, Uh, but they uh, did leave 10 laps in that. Yeah, That
1: was was Kezlowski. Yes. Yeah. So once again, just stay out of people, just stay out of the way of the top eight guys, let them race their race. Um, and then the top eight guys don't bump into each other. Um, that's a, I was going to go through the grid a little bit there, because we talked about the 14, um, you know, the 11 car, you're looking at him in the next three weeks and he's going to some of his better tracks and he gets to Martinsville. He's going to be extremely hard to beat at Martinsville. Um, the 24 ran great at Martinsville yep. earlier in the year. Um, the 20, once again, the 20, he, he got to this round, anything is possible, but the the one car is the one that scares me more than anything else. And I hate to say this about the guy, but now he's in uncharted waters for him and once again, we're looking at all these other guys have been aiming at him all year long. Well, now somebody might take their shot at him yeah. if they get a chance, you know, and, uh, and he's the guy that scares me on every restart because he gambles sometimes a little more than you should. And he's the guy that could take somebody out, um, on a restart late in a race that just totally scares me. Um, the 22, you know what you're going to get with Joey. Um, and the thing is, is he's a bulldog once he's up there. So
0: yeah. he's going to uh, race you hard teammate or not.
1: Teammate or not. So hopefully, you know, you're race, if you are racing with the, with him, hopefully the two of you are racing near the front, but you also know what you're up against too. So, and then the nine car, like I said, as long as the nine car doesn't have any major issues, I really see the nine car pointing his way in, in the first two weeks, just because they're on a mile and a half and they should be able to do it. Um, so it's the unknown of the other guys, hopefully, you know, you're consistent. You do a good job. And Vegas is going to be, uh, like you said, Vegas is a great spot for, for this team, uh, especially since they've been running really well at the mile and a half uh, in the last couple of races at mile and a half tracks.
0: So one thing I think we need to talk about is that this race at Las Vegas is going to be the third race of a four race stretch here where Ryan has been without crew chief, Jonathan Hassler, without the so to speak, starting Jackman and Rear Tire Changer. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on on this? And do you think so that this pit crew? I mean, they've been together since Talladega. They had a solid race at the Roval. They still haven't really had a race where they've really had to lean on them for positions. Really had to lean on fast pit stops or or a lot of pit stops. This is really going to be their first test. Do you think? that Penske goes and sticks with this crew this week, or do you think they might pluck some guys from the two car who's newly out of the playoffs?
1: That's I'm glad you beat me to the point there. That was a, the first thing I was going to say was we record this on Monday night <laughs> and we don't, you know, we do talk to people, but we're not going to ask these kind of questions because we don't know. And they probably don't know. Maybe right now they've worked on it today. Who knows? And maybe they'll, there's a roster that comes out somewhere along the line. And, you know, you have to look at that roster, but I have a feeling that somebody is going to poach one or two guys from, from the two crew. Maybe the 22 crew goes and grabs one or two of the guys. Um, but we're now at a point where it, this past weekend's race, the the guys that filled in did a pretty decent job on the, on the couple stops they did have. So um, there's going to be a lot more pit stops now at, at Vegas and at uh, uh, actually all three of the weeks coming up, there'll be more pit stops. So, um, you know, the next two, Hopefully we keep them clean, you know, more anything else, um, a 10 second stop or an 11 second stop, as long as a clean stop, you know, losing a spot or two might be one thing, but I I have extreme confidence in the driver getting that spot or two back on the track too. So
0: yeah, really, really interested. My gut tells me they might try to keep this crew together. I mean, but the stakes are just so, so incredibly high, but they have been, they've seen like they've gelled pretty well. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be behind, behind the the 12 car no matter what mm-hmm. what decision they make here because uh you know with your uh, your patented power of positivity we want to send those good vibes out there but i do have to wonder what's going to happen because we didn't you know going into this race and the way that the roval was playing out it didn't seem like the two was going to be in danger or they were setting themselves up at a, at a pretty decent spot toward the end of that race and mm-hmm. like you said a mistake kind of takes them out so um now you're left with just the 12 and the 22 and, um, Brian's been in that spot before where he's fallen out of the playoffs and they've taken some of his pick crew guys and put them onto other teams too. So, mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't be surprising to see somebody else come from the two car. I mean, that's where, um, Brian Flores came from earlier. Mm-hmm. That's where mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the rear or the rear changer as well. Right. Um, not the rear changer, sorry, the tire carrier came from mm-hmm. as well. So, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't be surprised if they maybe reunite some of them together, but it's just something to watch. If you're a Blaney fan, watch Twitter or wherever during this week when they made the Flores and the, the tire carrier announcement earlier this year, they did, you know, there were some media folks that picked up on it and announced it. So I don't know if Penske will just flat out and flat out say it, but it's, it's a lot of those people following those rosters because mm-hmm. I think ever since the pandemic, they've been really strict on how rosters work in the series. So that's kind of where you can find those th- things out when those come out. So we'll just keep tabs on it see what happens. I think uh, team Penske as a whole is just going to try to do what's best uh, to try to give the two and the 22 or the 22 and the 12 an opportunity to make it to Phoenix and, um, hopefully they, they get it right. And the pit stops are solid this week. Like you said, they don't need to win at every, every stop, but just solid, everything tight, all the adjustments that you need. And then Ryan too. I mean, the lots on Ryan There's there's times where the pit crew can be perfect and Ryan gets caught speeding on pit road, but I don't even want to say it. Well, one of the least penalized drivers and uh, gosh, uh, if that comes back to bite me, uh, yell at me next week, but one of the least mm-hmm. penalized drivers on pit road this year is, is Ryan Blaney. So we'll have to see what happens this week at Las Vegas. Again, if you want to catch the race, uh, the South point 400, this Sunday, October 16th, Las Vegas motor speedway, 2 30 PM Eastern time on NBC. And then you can catch it on the radio with PRN and Sirius XM NASCAR radio. I was
1: going to say, and I'll wait till um, Saturday afternoon to make my fantasy
0: picks. Yeah. <laughs> I um, made my picks this week from the uh, fan zone at Charlotte motor speedway. Cause I had, I had forgotten to do it the night before after qualifying. And I thought I had a really good lineup here. And honestly, I thought I had Christopher bell in the lineup. There was a point there when I had him in. And then I got that thought, like, Sigh. I know, I know he's desperate and I thought that was going to work against him being desperate and being in that must win position. And I was like in Toyota, I'm like, when have they shown up all year long? Actually, I think he might be the only one that has kind of shown up on road courses this year. And I last minute took bell out of the lineup. Now I look like an idiot, but who I did start. These were all solid people. Honestly, Uh, I started Daniel Suarez Tyler Reddick, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, AJ Allmendinger, and I had Ross Chastain in the garage. And Quite honestly, I wasn't – pulling him out of the garage wasn't going to do me any good at all. Um, Suarez, Reddick – well, not Allmendinger, but he did last year. Suarez and Reddick both have won on road courses this year. Chastain obviously did as well, but I left him in the garage. Suarez battled that that power steering issue, so it only got me 14 points. Reddick did get me 37. Ryan got me 20. Chase got me 18. Uh, it was going to be a lot more if he would have won the race. And Almondinger got me 41. So um, kind of a mixed bag there. In my featured matchups, I had picked Chase over Larson. That was correct. I picked Byron over Bell. Obviously, that was incorrect. I picked Sindrick over Briscoe. That didn't work out. And then I picked Suarez over Lugano. So um, That didn't work out. So I only got one featured matchup. So you can imagine that things did not go well for me. I did not even sniff the, the top 10 this week. Uh, what did your lineup look like?
1: Um, I had Byron, uh, Larson, Elliot. Wow, I didn't realize that I did that. <laughs> and all the Hendrick guys there. <laughs> yep. AJ and then Ryan. I had Tyler in the garage, and I wish I would have swapped Tyler out. Yep. Um, but the things that happened to Larson happened late in the race, so I couldn't have done that. Um, and the feature matchups, I think I got – did I get one right? Mm, yeah, I got Logano over Suarez. I okay. was wrong on the other three. And, and I want to say I got, but I'm going to help. Uh, I'm going to blame my wife.
0: Ah, so this is where the, yeah, this is how you've been beating us all year long. You know, I did catch you last week. You said we, you said mm-hmm. we picked this. And I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I think Kate's really the brains behind this yeah. operation. And that's why you yeah. do so well.
1: Yeah, she, she, she helped me with the future featured matchups and, uh, and, uh, Oh man, I, I thought it would go yeah, it was just a tough week. I thought I thought I liked her picks. I would I didn't disagree with them. Um, I probably would have picked the same thing, so it's not not really her fault, but I it just uh want to bring her into it because uh we're sitting there and I was like, Oh, how, how about this one versus that one? And she goes right away, snapped off an answer. I'm like, Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I think you're right, I think you're right. Um, but um yeah, overall it uh wasn't a huge points stay for me, so. I'm kind of fading a little bit here in the standings
0: so let's take a look at the top 10 in points earned this past week at lost or at uh at the charlotte roval um so outside of the top 10 you tied for 41st with 134 points i did beat you there's a moral victory I uh, it was tied for 33rd with 140 points um now taking a look at the top 10 in points earned we actually have a tie here for ninth. Uh, Rogers T, my wife, and Joe Lopez won with 165 points. In eighth, we have Smoke Show 571 with 167. Blaring Idiots is in seventh with 168 points. Six is Bud King, 170 points earned. Fifth, Vincent 12, 171 points earned. Then we have a tie for third between Montana 12 fan and Cool Guy 2K with 174 points. And we actually had a tie this week in points earned. Uh, In the first position, no hesitation, and Flying Ryan 12, 181 points. Uh, So that was points earned this past week at Charlotte Motors or Charlotte Motor Speedway uh, Roval. Let's take a look at the playoff standings in the Team Blaney NASCAR Fantasy Live League. in the 10th position, Eric D 15 with 1,159 points. Ninth, Fragau 12, 1168. 8th, JD Racing, 1169. This is real tight here. 7th, Alyssa C, 1171. 6th, Rogers T, 1173. 5th, Blaney's Daisy, 1179 tie for third here moose 16 16 and joe lopez won 1183 points and this is even tight who two up to the second position in the playoff standings defending champion clyde's chicken pit racing 1186 and first position right now in the playoff standings for the team blaney nascar fantasy live league no hesitation 1192 points Uh, I'm not doing too shabby here, and you've fallen down to join me here, but I'm in the 19th position, 1,097 points. You're in the 17th spot, 1,013. So if I play my cards right the next couple of weeks, I might be able to leap you at least in the playoff standings. Um, But let's take a look now at the overall standings in the team, Blaney, NASCAR, Fantasy Live League. 10th, Blaney's Daisy, 5,823. Ninth, Blaney Kicks Beep, 58,39. Eighth, Factory of Sadness, 58,76. Seventh, The Dalai Lama 4, 59,04. Sixth, Eric D15, 59,16. Fifth, Math Mom 4, who'd been uh, one of the leaders all year long, has slipped a little bit here to fifth, 5,930 points. Fourth, Moose Hunter 1960, 5,942. Third, JD Racing, 5,967. Second, Frygau 12, 6,021. And pulling away just slightly, the defending champion. Once again, Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing, 6,056 points. Steve, you sit outside the top 15 now. You're in the 16th position with 5,715 points. And I'm in the 28th position with 5,560 points in the team Blaney NASCAR fantasy live league
1: big week in your household though.
0: It was, I'm not even sure if uh, Tara knows that she's in the top 10 in the playoff standings. I know she, she knew she finished top 10 in the race. And she passed Um, you
1: in the overall too.
0: Yep. (laughs) 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 Uh, So anyway, that'll, that'll be uh. There's some bragging rights involved there. I'm not sure if I'm Mm going to have to owe her dinner or something Mm -hmm. uh, if uh, she beats me this year, but she's doing well. She didn't do that great last year, but she's really come on strong this year. So we talked a little bit about folks that might be strong at Las Vegas. I know you mentioned the eight car having speed. Uh, Ryan has speed. The five wouldn't be surprised if they bounce back here. Mm -hmm. Um, Anybody else that you think might be a good start this week in your fantasy team?
1: You're going to look at the, um, you know, the, the eight guys that are left in the playoffs. Um, it seems to be like that as we get to this point now that when they show up to the track, because all the resources are, are pushed in their direction and you're going to see guys that uh, the 11 and the 20 are going to have the best things that all of uh, uh, Gibbs can, can give them and the same at the 22 and then 12, the best that Penske can give them. Um, but, there are guys with a chip on their shoulder too, you know, and, uh, Daniel is, is a good, good example of the 99 car. Um, his teammate is in there, but uh, it wouldn't hurt him one bit to be up there with him, you know, to help him along and to give him the feedback, uh, as far as speed goes and how they set up their car a little different from each other. Um, you know, the, the, the show on, um, on uh, nascar and nbc uh, no, NASCAR, nascar and nbc the show on usa the the chase for the championship show there that they do uh was real interesting listening to daniel talk about that uh last week on that show about how a car set up for him versus how it's set up for chastain and the uh, same thing i guess would go for ryan and joey um they they know how to set each other's car or car up for each other so when one gives the other one feedback on practice about you know, went this way or it happened that way, or this happened to me. Uh, they kind of know what to do to adjust the car. So, having good teammates uh, at this point uh, and be, and them being able to race with you um, is pretty important. You're going to see some guys that aren't in the playoffs, whose teammates are in the playoffs, who probably going to be able to run up there with them.
0: So. Yeah. Looking for, like we said, looking forward to this race. There's so much going on here as we just keep counting down the last several races of the year in the NASCAR cup series playoffs. Um, hopefully, uh, like I said, uh,
1: the, the, you get to going to get to those two practices, group A group B. And, and like I said, the last month or two, uh, group B has been faster than group A and it just works out that way because they can make a little bit of adjustment during the practice. Um, but something to look out for. and it's been really interesting is that they'll set up the car for the race. They don't necessarily set up the car to win the pole. And there've been a couple of weeks where they didn't even make the top 10 for the pole qualifying start 12th to start 14th. And sure enough, within 20 laps of the race, they're in the top 10. And then maybe by the end of the stage, they're in the top five, or they've won a stage or two. And that's because they're, they're worried about, once again, winning the race and, uh, you know, Ryan and the way he likes the car set up, they, they, they know exactly what to do. So don't get panicked. If practice isn't super, don't get panicked. If qualifying isn't great. Now, if it is, that's the cherry on top, but what you're going to see is you may see a couple of these teams take that risk of the camber type thing to be a little more speed and then come race time. It could be a dangerous two-edged sword for them. And uh, we know that the Penske cars have backed away from that a little bit because they want good finishes and it's worked for them uh, obviously in the playoffs.
0: This time of year, there's so much on the line for the playoff drivers. So if you are below the cut line, those could be guys that might want to push the limits, but honestly, there's a lot of guys that are outside of the playoffs that just want to win. And there's another reason for them to really risk it. And I believe Las Vegas was one of those races earlier this year, where we had some of the issues with tires going down and, Guys getting put on a hook back to pit road just yeah. to get their tires yeah. changed. And they
1: were, they were learning how to get them yeah. to pit road at that point. They were still learning on how, um, one, if they had more than one blown tire, how to get them to pit road. Yeah. So, uh, the, they've kind of worked some of those bugs out, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, stay away from mechanical issues and, and stay away from other cars that, that are, are, not, are not driving properly. And, uh, I think, uh, the good solid top 10 day is, is the key to the day. Um, getting stage points, like, you know, like you said, getting stage points is huge right now. And they obviously show they did that in the last round winning a couple stages. So just keep doing those things and then get your chance at the end. If you can get your chance at the end, then you, you know, you capitalize on it. So that's, that's all we're looking for. And I'm sure that's all the team is going to try to do these next three weeks. Uh, but, uh, Viva Las Vegas.
0: So as always, good luck to Ryan Blaney. Good luck to the 12 team as they tackle this next round, of the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs. Good luck to interim crew chief, Miles Stanley, uh, this pit crew that's, that's trying to get them through the suspension period. Uh, We need everything that you can give us. And uh, I'm sure that all the fans will also give you everything they can give you uh, as far as good vibes and and cheering from the stands and cheering from home. But thank you once again, everyone for tuning into this episode of the team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, please listen to our very first episode that dives deep into our Blaney fandom. You can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter at team Blaney, you know, on Instagram at team.blaney. And finally, we'd like to encourage you to support the Ryan Blaney family. Foundation. This organization championed by Ryan and his family supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine. Find out more about the foundation online at ryanblaneyfamilyfoundation.org or on any of their active social media channels. Um, Steve, if you're if you're watching the, the video version of the podcast, he keeps flashing his purple shirt. And that's important for this month specifically because the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation is active in the walk uh, to end Alzheimer's. Um, they have two walks that are coming up and one of them is coming up quickly. And also this, they're
1: this, this weekend yeah, is this the weekend, Watkins, right? Watkins Glen walk. So that's why I was kind of like, you know, trying to point that out this, this Sunday will be the Watkins Glen walk. So go to the Alzheimer's uh, web end of walk Alzheimer's website, uh, type in Blaney, and you'll see the opportunity to, to join that walk at Watkins Glen, or like I said, or just help them online um, and make a donation.
0: Yeah, they're trying to reach a goal, I believe, of $5,000 raise. They, they mentioned today on social media that they're about halfway there, but they're still looking for folks. Uh, to like you said, either just donate to the team, or also join the team and try to raise money for yourself. Um, They they want you to participate in any way that you possibly can, whether that is joining their team for the Watkins Glen walk, or for the walk that's happening in downtown Charlotte at the baseball stadium. Uh, But if you have a local walk around the country, they're encouraging you to just sign up for that. Uh, Anything that they can do to support the Alzheimer's Association, uh, and these efforts uh, we'll go a long way, and they're supporting it 100%, and we're behind them 100%. So for my co-host Steve Mez, I'm Adam Rogers. We'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast.
1: Good night, Brussels. Good night,
0: Dublin.